coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. The main thing is, I would say, is just like don't over leverage yourself. If your down payment for your property is $20,000, don't come to the table with just $20,000 because something is going to happen. You might not be able to get a tenant in time for like, you know, the next cycle of your mortgage. And you need to have some sort of buffer to allow yourself to, you know, just make mistakes. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Past the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Today on Pass the Secret Sauce, we're going to be talking to Mark Anderson, who is a local, or local to me here in Akron, Ohio, uh, entrepreneur. He actually has a very, very interesting story. He he has some real estate investment experience, so he he is looking for additional uh, properties to be able to invest in in the local market, but he also has created a nice revenue stream for himself by being a uh, a music composer i guess you could say or a, a a person who publishes his own music on spotify and and itunes so it's really very very interesting hearing how he got into this and if this is something if you have a passion for music unfortunately i wish i had a little bit of uh musical Ability, I would love to be able to to do some of the things that he's done. But he, he, we talk about some of the challenges of getting involved in producing music and publishing music for profit uh, online in today's market. So, if you're interested in real estate investing, there's a little bit of that today. And if you're interested in producing your own music and publishing your own music on the different platforms, some of Mark's advice may be very, very valuable. So I hope you enjoy Mark Anderson's episode here today on Past the Secret Sauce. My dinner table was just me, my mom and dad and the television. (laughs) And we would uh, just kind of watch TV and yell at the TV together. (laughs) And that was kind of our like, you know, bonding time. Very cool. Very cool. What was that? What was a favorite meal you guys had? Ooh, I love my mom's tuna noodle casserole. Yeah. That was always the best. And a little extra, if my grandma ever came over, she would bring peach cobbler. So that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That sounds good. That sounds good. Very cool. So, so growing up, what was, were you an entrepreneurial type kid? Were you the kid that was you know, selling things in school or did you have other, other jobs or anything like that that you started when you were, uh, when you were young? Yeah. So my first entrepreneurial thing was when I was a kid and I would get Yu-Gi-Oh cards and like Pokemon cards and Dragon Ball Z cards. And I would make my own packs and then I would sell them to my friends. So like you can get all of the games all in one pack and that was kind of like my first entrepreneurial endeavor and then in high school I started a clothing line called abstract clothing and as a 14 year old kid like making you know two three hundred bucks that was more than enough so I didn't really have a uh a job in high school or anything so yeah 
That's very cool. So how, how are you sourcing materials? Were you sewing them yourselves or what, how, how is that working? Yeah. So I found a, a local print shop and okay. I also paid some people, like some designers in my high school to like make designs and yeah. And then I'll just sell it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So it was just like you were, you had them in your backpack running around the, the school yeah. gym or uh, <laughs> the school uh, p- playground and you're yeah, I had it in clothes. my locker and just like all rolled up, like the military rolled for t-shirts yeah. and they were just stuffed in there and I would just <laughs> sell them. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. That's great. So so talk a little bit about what happened after you went to, to high school and um, did you end up going to college? What'd you go to college for? Yeah, I graduated from Stowe High School and then I went to the University of Akron for marketing. And when I went to college, I met some people and we decided to try to start up a marketing agency. Okay. And um, we had some successes, a lot of failures, but a lot of learning happened during uh, those years. Mm-hmm. What, what types of learnings? The main one was how to kind of like track things for mm-hmm. clients as well as just talking to clients as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, what, what do you mean tracking? Were you guys using some type of software or something like uh, that? Or? Just for like uh, reporting. At first we were just kind of uh, just sending an email. Like we're 18. We're just sending an email. Like we did all of this. And yeah. they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so we started like just having like a nice little report that we made and everything and explain the value of all the things that we did and stuff like that. Very cool. Very cool. What, what types of things were you doing for, for these people? Was it like SEO? Was it So social? a lot of it was SEO. A lot of it was social and then just basic web development. Yeah. Very cool. So you're doing web pages and, and all that kind of stuff too. Very, very cool. Well, excellent. So, so you, you were doing all of this, you know, through college, a little bit of out of college. What, what happened next in your, in your path? The next thing that kind of happened, I guess, like on the creative side, I started to do music and um, I've always kind of done music on the side and everything. But my senior year of college, I decided to actually try to pursue music as well as still work in the marketing world. Very cool. So what types of music did you get into initially? So at first, I guess like rewinding it, it was like hip hop and I was in a couple of bands during high school. And then uh, once I graduated college, I decided to start uh, singing and like writing pop music. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So, so you play different instruments and, and all of that, or are you, are you basically the singer or? Uh, yeah, I'm the writer and the singer. Okay. Okay. The face of the operation. If yeah, you will. The, the face. That's <laughs> awesome. So do you guys do shows anywhere yeah. or? So we perform, well, not anymore because of yeah. <laughs> COVID, but uh, yeah, we uh, perform uh, quite often. We, re- we release music all the time and yeah, it's just a, a nice little fun side project that I get to do that is almost uh, paying for itself now. So. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so what would you, what would you, how, how do you make money today producing music? Like what's, what's, yeah, I'm so assuming there there's are- different ways, but so many different ways like everyone kind of thinks it's just like i don't know uh jay-z is the epitome which he is but the way that uh you can make music is by streaming like streams and everything and uh selling all straight off of itunes as well as shows Mm -hmm. but something that i just kind of started to get into is uh writing for other artists so i am writing for a uh anr for like uh k-pop groups so like that's like another uh, way of making money um another way is like through merch as well okay. as like just actually selling songs to uh, just random artists that once just fully produce songs for themselves. Wow. Wow. So, so you're writing for other, you're writing for K-pop bands. 
do you produce all the music to them behind that or is it just lyrics that you're putting together yeah, it's just lyrics I'm uh, putting together. Uh, they just send out a bunch of beats from all of their producers, and they say, uh, this song is for this band, this song is for this solo artist. They want it to be happy, they want it to be sad, about huh. a girl, about whatever, and yeah. And so, so then you, you have the ability to be able to write a song based on some, some music that you've been given, and yes. you know, then, the, then they just have the artist, wow, that's impressive. I, I wish I, I am like the most unmusically inclined person. I've I've tried to learn I've tried to learn guitar a couple of times and I just I don't have the mental dexterity to be able to stick with it. So that's that's really impressive. Thank so you. so uh so you also invest in real estate. Can you talk a little bit about what made you get into that? What uh, what drew you to that? Yeah. So basically when I first graduated college, I got like my big kid job. And I was also DJing on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And for the first year that I was out of school, I was working literally every single day. So Monday through Friday, my normal job. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, DJing. And I was like, wow, I am making a lot of money. And I uh, don't want to waste it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like being, you know, 21, 22. I'm like, I don't want to completely ruin this by doing something stupid. So I started uh, listening to Bigger Pockets. And they were just saying like, you know, how you can kind of invest into real estate and everything. And then a year or two later, I uh, bought my first duplex. Very cool. Very cool. And is that uh, in Akron too? or? or... Um, yeah, it's in a suburb of Akron. Yeah. Okay. Very, very cool. That's, that's awesome. So is that the only one you have? Do you have more? Or... Yeah, currently that's the only one I have. I um, am looking for my next property. I'm all about just trying to find the right one that yeah. kind of like lines up with exactly that I want rather than just trying to grab anything yeah no makes makes perfect sense so talk a little bit about some of the learnings that you that you had maybe even some of the challenges that you faced when you were you know, when you said hey i, I want to you know get into to rental property or into to real estate investing what were some of the things that you were you know yeah. challenged with so the main thing that was a challenge was getting a good tenant. When I first got the property, there was a tenant that was already grandfathered in and she is amazing. And then the other side, I was like, I need to find somebody real fast before, you know, the end of the month and I have to like, you know, pay the mortgage and everything. And I just found the first person with a heartbeat and mm -hmm. uh, had the deposit. And fast forward a couple of years when they moved out, the entire place was destroyed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like there was actually mulch underneath my vents oh my and god just, like how <laughs> like how oh did god. you do that wow but yeah so with that i kind of learned that i need to just take my time with like finding the right tenant do like the due diligence and not just pick the first person that you see and after that i've had just amazing tenants that uh they love the place more than i do and they take care of it they add things to it <laughs> when they want yeah. to and everything and yeah that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So how did you, how did you qualify to, to be able to buy that? Obviously you had some money, you said you're doing well. Yeah. Was getting a loan or anything like that? Was that ever a, a question, an issue, anything like that? No, no. So it's all about like, you know, having, you know, the right amount of credit versus the right amount of uh, money for the type of loan that you have. So mm -hmm. for new investors, it will probably be like an FHA loan and then you're going to have to like house hack that way. Hey, it's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've been involved in the multifamily real estate realm for a while. It's something that I truly, truly enjoy, and I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling it the MultiWiser Deal Room. 
It's a community of individuals just like you who want to get wise about multifamily real estate investing, developing, and even owning and managing your own complexes. You'll be able to network with people from all sections of the industry, from investors looking for deals, project managers looking for investors, real estate brokers, property management agencies, contractors, remodeling experts, finance gurus, you name it, we're going to have it in the network. I've been at this for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one of these projects happen. And the MultiWiser Deal Room is my attempt to shorten your learning curve and get you plugged into leading experts fast who can help you close your own deals. We start off with a video glossary of over 150 commonly used terms to increase your understanding and help you get moving. Also included in the community are training videos to help you be successful, like how to put together a pitch deck, build a team, and so much more. We're going to have live interactive Zoom calls where you can ask your questions and learn from people who are actually out there in the industry doing it. For more information, go to multiwiser.com. Or if you want a, you know, just a fully investment property, you're going to have to put down about like 20 to 25% of the value. Got it. Got it. Okay. And, and how did you go about finding that first property for you? Uh, I had a uh, real estate agent, just, uh, I got a pre-approval and then I just started kind of calling around and believe it or not, some people like, you know, they don't want to give you the time or day <laughs> and uh, just, you're like a new investor with nothing. And they're like, okay, whatever. And I found one and then she just started sending over properties that kind of aligned with what I wanted, as well as me just simply looking on Zillow. Got it. Got it. Okay. Excellent. And, and so, so once you started having this influx of opportunities that, that you looked at, how did you go about analyzing, evaluating which ones you know, might be the right one for you? And you even alluded before that you want to find you know, the right one for you. How are you, how are you analyzing these? Yeah. So the, I guess just to step back for a second, we're not going to talk about like, it just has to be like a quality property versus like, you know, it's not dilapidated and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, but the main thing that I was looking for is the area. Like I want to have a great area that has a great school district in a neighborhood with families. Like I know a lot of people like dive into the numbers side of things. And maybe once I get a little bit more sophisticated, I will. But um, at the end of the day, for the type of properties that I'm looking for, if you have a good school district in a neighborhood with families, you're going to have a tenant that's going to be there forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, makes makes perfect sense. Have you had any learnings in your your quest for the next one where you know you've made any mistakes or anything like that where you know you've you've had you know a learning of what not to do when you're evaluating properties? Uh, not too too much. I guess like the main thing is once you have a property that aligns up with your like analysis, whatever it is, and you are financially prepared, you know, you have the capacity, pull the trigger. I have a couple friends that are in real estate as well, and they lose out on deals all the time because like they're waiting to time the market and everything. And it's just like, if it aligns with what you want, then it doesn't matter. Like, sure, you can target the market and get a little bit more, but like, as long as it hits your criteria, mm -hmm. then why aren't you moving on it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess that would, that would also require you to get very focused on what your criteria actually is exactly. as well, which is, 
which is smart as well. So, so what is your criteria that, that you're, I know you mentioned the, the good neighborhoods. Is there any, anything else that you look for? Yeah. So I'm looking for duplexes or smaller uh, houses. So a unit between like uh, eight and a thousand square feet. So like not too, too big. So like I can easily handle it typically two bed, one bath. And yeah, that's about it from that kind of side of things. I typically look in the 150 range. Okay. And yeah. Very cool. So, and, and are you looking, are these, you mentioned, you know, dilapidated, which I guess you could have, you know, different, differing, varying degrees of dilapidatedness, (laughs) if that's even a word, but, but what's, uh, are you willing to get in there and do some work on the properties or do you pretty well like something that is, you know, basically all put together and, and you go in, maybe do some paint and, and that kind of thing, or again, do yeah. a little bit more work. I don't want to put more than about like ten to $20,000 into it. So nothing crazy. I don't want to, you know, fix a roof or blow out any doors or uh, walls. So got it. Got it. Excellent. Excellent. Stuff. And that's why I stay in that kind of small square footage. Yep. So it's not too, too big. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Talk about a little, a little bit about how you developed your team. I'm assuming, do, do you do all the work yourself or do you have people that come in and, you know, help you with plumbing or electrical or HVAC sure. or anything like that? Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you built your team, how you sourced your team? Yeah. So the first thing is a couple of the people just came from my dad when he used to like build houses for us and to live in and everything. So I, you know, already had a painter, already had like an electrician, already had like a craftsmen that can like make doors and everything but for the other side of it it's just kind of the basic you go on google you know find the best one get a quote call the you know the second one get a quote from them and just start kind of like comparing mm-hmm. and then yeah if you do good work i will definitely call you back and if not i'll start that process over again yeah yeah <laughs> got it got it okay so so you you mentioned your dad was building houses for you guys is that what he did was he uh was he a builder or did, oh no, it... no 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 just like um our family you know like just growing up like we would move I see know, jobs and stuff like that so yep got it yeah. got it okay got it yeah no this is this is great what's um so do you have any tips or anything for people that are you know looking to to get involved in real estate I know that you mentioned you know, a few things but anything that any challenges that you thought of that come to mind that, you know, you, you can say, Hey, you know, I'm glad I learned that, or I'm glad that I made that mistake. Now I know I won't do it again. Is there anything you can think of? The main thing is I would say is just like, don't over leverage yourself. If your down payment for your property is $20,000, don't come to the table with just $20,000 because something is going to happen you might not be able to get a tenant in time for like, you know, the next cycle of your mortgage and you need to have some sort of buffer to allow yourself to, you know, just make mistakes. Yeah. Do you, do you have any type of, I guess, framework for how large of a buffer or how, how long do you basically give yourself of a, of a runway, I guess you can say? Sure. So um, this is just kind of going based off the fact that I don't want to do like a lot of work, mm-hmm. but maybe about like three or four months of the mortgage. And that should give you enough time to be able to like, you know, find somebody, make the repairs and things like that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this is, this has been fantastic, Mark. If, if people wanted to get in touch with you or learn a little bit more, you know, about what you're doing, uh, either on the music side or even on the investing side, how would you say the best way to get in touch with you would be? Sure. So for the professional side of things, I'm uh, Mark Anderson on LinkedIn. 
the picture looks like me. So just <laughs> find that one. And then uh, for music, it's Love Abstract, L-U-V Abstract, one word. And yeah. Very cool. So, and, and for the Love Abstract, where, where would they find that at? Oh, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, Twitter, everything. Cool. And, <laughs> and, and you would, you're available to, to write songs, to create scores, or yes. no, you don't, yeah, do, I don't create you, scores. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but the words, absolutely. The words. You're the, you're the songwriter. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. No, that's fantastic. Yeah. No, thanks for being on the show here. And, you know, we, we like to be able to keep in touch with people that have been on the show. So we'd love to be able to reach back out to you here in, you know, the next year or so and see maybe you found your second one or maybe you've gone, you know, on to, to other things as well. And we'd love to follow up with you and, and learn a little bit more from you. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you, Mark. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.